the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker. It is great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And our friend ESPN's Tim Kirkton joining us to talk some baseball. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? I'm well, Randy. I'm well, Michelle. How are you doing? Everything's great here in St. Louis. We want to know how much you enjoyed these winter meetings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you at age 64 now, I did not miss walking the lo- walking the lobbies for 14 hours a day to learn a bunch of things that weren't true. Uh, but the winter meetings have been, I've covered every one of them since 1980. They're great fun. There's a lot to learn there. So this is just another situation where baseball loses out on an opportunity to really celebrate things. It's game for four or five days in December, and that kind of went away. But we all understand where we are, and uh, let's just hope it gets better. Tim, I have not been to all the winter meetings since 1980. I've been to many, but I can't remember walking more at a winter meetings than at the Opryland Hotel in Nashville. Do you remember how, well, you, you do, how, how big that is? Is there another place that's as expansive as that one is? No, and I got lost more times in that hotel than any hotel I've ever been in before it's like a menagerie in there and i i couldn't find my room one year it took me like three different times to even figure out where i was staying in the hotel so i certainly will not miss that hotel even though it was a great venue and there were a million hiding places for all the executives which is why i think they liked it Uh, (laughs) you could stand behind a tree somewhere in the lobby and no one could even see you but yes that was the uh the most uh That was the most confusing winter meetings every time we did it in Nashville. Well, Tim, even though the meetings aren't the same, the rumors are still flying. Uh, A lot of people talking about Francisco Lindor. Do you think this is the season that we see Lindor moved? And if so, what do you think is a good potential landing spot for him? Well, I think he's going to go because I don't think the Indians have much of a choice here. He's such a great player. He's going to demand, as he should, so much money based on his age, skill level and his character and they're just not going to be able to afford it. So I think he's going to go. I think he's going to go before the season starts, whenever the season starts. But as far as where he's going to go, I think we're all kind of at a loss here because there are so many options here. I mean, (laughs) the Dodgers would love to put him at shortstop. They could move Corey Seager to third. The Mets would love to build around him as they move forward with their really rich owner. The Jays have been in on this. They can move Bo Bichette around and play Lindor there. He would be the anchor with that young team for years. 
the Phillies need a shortstop, and they're going to have some money to spend now that Dave Dabrowski's in. Uh, the Reds, if they're going to contend, they're going to need to do something big. The Yankees are always a possibility. They can move Glaber Torres to second and DJ LeMahieu to first if they re-sign him. And, of course, the Cardinals would love to have Francisco Lindor, but I'm not sure how any of those teams get him given how much it's going to cost and then what the price tag is going to be. Tim, I did want to touch on the Phillies. You mentioned Dave Dombrowski. Did John Middleton, without saying a word, just say, we're going to spend stupid money just with that move? (laughs) Well, that's Dave Dombrowski's MO, and he's really good at it. He comes in, he recognizes immediately what needs to be done, and he fixes it just about immediately. Now, uh, some of the farm system is decimated once he gets there, soon after he gets there, and maybe long-term he's not building for that. But when you haven't been to the playoffs like the Phillies haven't, you know, since 2011, that they've got to do something here, and they have significant holes on their team right now behind the plate, shortstop, bullpen, and rotation. Uh, this is perfect for Dave Dombrowski. It's a it's a decent free agent market. It's a decent trade market. And I can imagine him going in there and saying, uh, Mr. Middleton, if you want to us to contend this year and make it to the playoffs, I'm going to need some money and I'm going to spend it. Tim, John Mosaic had a Zoom with media members this week and he preached patience. He basically said the Cardinals don't really know what the financial situation is going to be and that everybody needs to wait and see how things will unfold. But in your opinion, if the Cardinals don't make a move, and obviously we don't know if Wainwright and Yadi or Molina are going to come back to the club, but if they don't make a move and bring in anyone externally, where do you think they rank in the NL Central? Well, they they need to do something, and they should start with Wainwright and Yadier, but we'll see about that. If they just add those two, I think they are a contender again in the division, but not because they're really good, but because no one else in that division is really good either, which was proven last year. Even though all those teams went to the playoffs, that was not a particularly strong division, and who knows where the Cubs are going to go from here. My guess is there's going to be a, a rebuild there of some sort. Um, the Brewers haven't done that much to improve, and the Reds, losing Trevor Bauer and maybe not getting him back, uh, they're not going to be as good either, and they traded their closers. So the Cardinals are in the race no matter what because it's not a particularly noble race in the Central right now. But with a few moves led by the catcher and the pitcher, uh, they could become the best team in the division, but they're going to have to do some things. Tim, uh, aside from the Phillies, who we just mentioned, who else is trying this offseason? Well, the White Sox are really trying, and they've already tried, and I think they're going to try some more. They went out and got Lance Lynn as just another solid veteran arm for their rotation, which was critical. They added Adam Eaton, who used to play there, and even though he might not be the player he was a couple years ago due to some leg injuries, he's still a serviceable major league player, a veteran guy who can play the outfield and allow a couple of those young guys to DH once in a while. So the White Sox are really trying. They have built a very nice team. They had a very nice team last year, and they're getting even better. But the team, of course, we all have to keep our eyes on are the Mets. We know they're going to try to get better. And the question is, how hard are they going to try? I'm pretty sure. 
I think they're going to end up with James McCann behind the plate. He's going to be an upgrade for them. And who knows? They might be in a position to get George Springer or Francisco Lindor or Trevor Bauer or two of them somehow. Uh, they're, they're the team to watch for me in the offseason on what are they going to do because they're going to do something and it's going to be big. Tim, like you, I'm somebody who likes to romanticize baseball and the history of baseball. And living in a town where they invented the farm system and the Cardinals used to talk about how we have more farm teams than everybody else and we're able to develop more players. I was I was bummed out by what happened officially the other day and that the Cardinals, like everybody else, they only have far, four farm teams and not nearly uh, as big a net to have players to develop to maybe be that guy that helps you win a World Series. I'd like to get your take on, on what you thought, and it's been going on for a while, but just became official the other day. Yeah, I'm discouraged by what is happening in the minor leagues. I covered the minor leagues a million years ago, and I learned then, and I still know, it's the lifeblood to the big leagues. It's the pipeline, and the more teams you have, the better. Now, obviously, this is a cost-cutting measure, and this is a control issue with Major League Baseball. Now, Peter Woodfork, who's really good at these things, by the way, he will kind of run things with the minor leagues and the major leagues together. So it's in good hands, but it's never a good sign when 40 minor league teams get cut because that's where players need to be. This, I believe this is the hardest game in the world to play. And the only way to learn how to play it is to play it all the time on the professional level and the best professional levels you can find and taking some minor league teams away. I'm just not in favor of it. I understand why, but, uh, I don't get it. And I I also want to touch on something else historically and uh, about appreciating what we have when we have it. On opening day in 1970, Tim Kirkchen, the Cardinal lineup included Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, and Dick Allen. All three of those in the last six months have passed away. And we're so lucky here. As you know, on opening day, we get to see all our Hall of Famers. And the Cardinals do a great job with bringing people back. But we really do have to appreciate what we have when we have it, don't we? Yeah, this has really been a terrible, terrible year for baseball. We've talked about it on this show. I mean, there's no finer man who ever played the game than Lou Brock. I love Bob Gibson, the most ferocious pitcher I've ever seen. And I'm old enough to remember him when he was Richie Allen, Mm -hmm. and he had one of the greatest rookie seasons that anyone has ever had. I mean, it's right there with Mike Trout, Ted Williams, and a few others. And he was tearing it up in the 60s when hitting was not – uh, was not the thing to do. It was great pitching in the 60s, and he was hitting monster home runs and hitting the ball as hard as any man alive. Uh, Rich Allen, Dick Allen, to me, should be in the Hall of Fame, and I, his time in St. Louis wasn't particularly long, but anybody who saw him, even for a year, they'll never forget how strong that man was and how hard he hit the ball. You know what that stadium was like, the old Bush Stadium in 1970. Tim, he hit 34 homers and 101 RBIs in 122 games. His OPS for that year's Cardinals, and he he basically shut her down with about five weeks to go, was 937. His year here in St. Louis was unbelievable. Yeah, again, a very underrated player, a very misunderstood player, Mm -hmm. and he played the majority of his career 
uh, in big ballparks, played a year in Dodger Stadium, played in some other big ballparks, and you have to factor that in, not to mention, again, the era in which he played. You go look at his 10 best seasons, and you start comparing his 10 best seasons to the 10 best seasons, some of the best players of all time, and he is right there. That's how good Richie slash Dick Allen was. Tim Kirkchen, we always appreciate it when you take time with us. Thanks so much. Have a great holiday season, and we will talk to you after the new year as we approach, hopefully, spring training. Okay, same to you. Stay safe. See you. See you later. Take care. That is the great Tim Kirkchen on 101 ESPN. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.